Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the announcements from Bungie about the change for seasonal content in year four. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel if you want to take part in these live. If you want to hear the entire episodes as a podcast, just in audio format, you can search for SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. Those of you on YouTube hitting the bell button, subscribing, comments, all of that is a help to me i appreciate the the great support lately on the youtube channel so i'm going to break this into parts because bungie addressed multiple ways that they want to see some changes made to the seasonal format in year four so they started with story then they talked about activities then they talked about rewards so i'm gonna try and read and interact with what they said a little bit so with with respect to story they said in year four we're going to build a better interconnected narrative and more importantly let players be part of that narrative no matter when they enter the current year this means if you start playing in march of 2021 you could go back to the experience of season 12 or 13 narrative content we want our stories to feel more cohesive flow with meaningful momentum season over season and lead to an exciting climax each year so there, if you missed out on you know rescuing Saint fourteen for example, or you missed out on the thrilling undying mind fight, you would be able to go back and do that. It would not be removing um, those story elements and those story missions. They also said for a narrative to have weight, there needs to not only be meaningful change, but also meaningful ways to experience the history of the world. So, I think this is a good move. Paul Tassi brought this up a couple of times on the on the Rageous Roundtable like it was a bummer that there were people that could not experience the Saint 14 rescue missions like those were good missions those were good uh, you know things to experience now it might be a little weird you like show up and Saint 14's already in the tower and then you're like going and rescuing him but like we do that with strikes anyway we, we rescue or fight or do the same things over and over and over again that we've previously done so I think this should help add more weight and longevity to the story so that when you come in midstream you're not like why are we messing with Rasputin well we were doing stuff with Osiris and Osiris confronted him and when he confronted him you know Rasputin told us about this thing that's going on like you're not connected to that right now if you just sort of jump in all of a sudden so all a cart seasons are I think are a good value point for people to just jump in whenever they feel like but it can also lead to a disconnectedness that someone might feel from what are the pyramid shifts why do the pyramid shifts matter what's going on they would leave that content in there for you to enjoy now they did say it would only be in there for the year we don't know exactly what that means but it's not going to be in there for forever they're still going to have to take things out they're still dealing with technological restrictions and running out of space the engine itself can only put so much in there so you know a year later that content would kind of drift out and a new a new year would be kicked off by uh, an expansion so I don't know what that would mean. Like, if there's story missions that land in the summer, did they have a shorter shelf life? Is it a rolling calendar? Would it be summer to summer, and then September to September, winter to winter, spring to spring? Like, is that how long the content lasts? So there's only a little bit leaving every time. You know, you get you get 12 months away from the winter season, and then it falls off, but everything else stays. Then you get to spring, and then spring falls off. And then it's kind of replaced by something else. We'll have to wait and see exactly how they want to implement that. Also, my question is about story content sticking around. Is there any replayability? Is there any reason for me to go rerun those pieces of content? Maybe unique drops, maybe, you know, different versions, heroic versions. I don't know. 
I, I'm always of the of the mind that they should be trying to get more capital out of anything they build. So if you're going to give me the opportunity to rerun, you know, story missions or keep the story missions around, maybe attach some replayability to them. The second thing they talked about was activities. Uh, beginning in season 12, the core parts of the activity experience will live on after the season has ended. For late players joining in future seasons, we want to give you the opportunity to jump straight into the heart of the older activity experiences without all the previous season-specific requirements. We want to remove any competing and distracting elements with the new active season, which has its own ritual progression, but the actual activity experience stays. So this tells me right here, now that I've kind of reread that and I, I've heard it again, if you launch something in the summer the following season you would still be able to play it according to this principle the idea that like if you come in in a, in a later season I, again I don't know because they said season 12 that's the kickoff of the next year that's September you know you come in after that's the example uh, that they gave so this is another great response to community feedback though the community has said we don't like the acti- the idea that content leaves we don't like the idea that an activity is completely gone what if you want to go run Sundial and get a Martyr's Retribution or what if you just want to run Sundial because you missed out on it it would still be around according to these new rules that year 4 will be you know sort of operating underneath they also said let me give an example of how this might work. When our, with our new approach, when Season of Dawn concluded, we would have left behind Saving Saint 14 quest. Um, the exotic quest to acquire Devil's Ruin and Bastion in the Sundial activity. So, it says we would have left behind. We would have sunset the obelisk. I think that's a mistake. They're saying we wouldn't have left behind. They, they, they think that's a typo. The idea is that these things aren't leaving. I think they've typoed that. They would have sunset the obelisks to reduce clutter, okay? The obelisks were time-intensive, and they did not want to overload player choices. And then the current year four, like everything else, these plans exactly how new content persists will change as they go on. So it says left in. Did I misread it? We would have left behind. Yeah, they've. that's a typo. That That's not how this is supposed to work. They're like, let me give an example, and then they say the stuff should be left behind. I, I don't think they phrase that properly. Um because it's supposed to stick around because there's later comments in in the section about rewards on on my fourth third and fourth images here that so the obelisks would get left behind but the sundial would remain and the idea here is they don't want to overwhelm you oh you want to go interact with sundial oh well you got to do all this obelisk grind that was designed to like front load the season and be kind of grindy and take a lot of time they would remove that aspect and then keep sundial there though so you could continue to interact with it I think left behind is to remain. That is a terrible choice of words. Um, so again, I think this is this is good. This is good for the the new seasonal format. This is good for the complaints that we had. Like I've always said, I don't think Bungie likes the idea of creating content and then ripping it out, and neither do we. So at this point, they're they're trying to meet us in the middle. It will eventually get pulled out, but in this case, it'll last an entire year. Now let's move on to rewards. They said rewards will remain. With the seasonal activities persisting, so this is more confirmation that the seasonal activity will persist, even though the change phrasing, the strange uh, phrasing that they used, uh, a player will need a good reason to go play them. The reason is in the rewards, and we are planning on carrying a season's rewards forward throughout the year. In today's Destiny, history is expressed by the things you have collected. We want players to be part of that chase no matter when they enter the year, and to reduce the pressure to collect everything during a single season. In the short term, to acknowledge a step forward, we are taking 
We are adding some selected weapons from Season 8, 9, and 10 to an engram that will drop during Season 11. So you're going to see some select weapons return from uh, uh, Season of the Undying, Season of Dawn, uh, and then Season of the Worthy. Those will all have some select weapons return in the summer that will be, it says, that will um, to an engram. They said they're going to add it to an engram. So I'm not sure where that engram will be. Maybe they just mean the prime engram, but they said to an engram. Maybe there's going to be some sort of like memory lane engram or something that'll allow you to get maybe some of those weapons. So that's one of the ways they're going to have them persist. You can go run the old activity, but they're also going to be taking some select things just in the spirit of it, you know, to kind of give us that feeling. Long term, we want to make sure that the rewards we release each season are available to players throughout the year. Continuing with our Season of Dawn example, the rewards that come out of Sundial would continue to drop from Sundial. How the drops occur will change, because the obelisks would be gone, but weapons and gear would still be uh, present. This is an obvious solution, but it suffers from a design perspective in creating a narrow pursuit focus. Having the rewards in just one location oversimplifies the pursuit of the game that has an effect on limiting the ways you can play Destiny. So then they want to broaden your ways of getting those rewards as well. They would they would put them in other locations so that you wouldn't feel like, well, the only way to get that stuff is to go back into old content that none of my friends want to play, none of my friends want to touch any of this stuff. So they're going to allow it to persist and the activity persists, but they're also you know going to broaden it and maybe put it in the strike or maybe put it somewhere else to give you the option of going and getting some of those items elsewhere. To me, I think this is great. My Martyr's Retribution story that I told, somebody was watching me play and I was using it in Menagerie and I was just lining up enemies with Martyr's Retribution. They're like, oh my gosh, what is that grenade launcher? I've never seen that. I'm like, oh, it's Martyr's Retribution and you can't get it. I didn't like having to say that. That felt weird. There was no FOMO pride that I had like, yeah, you can't get this anymore, scrub. It was like, that's kind of a bummer that you cannot go and get Martyr's Retribution. I also think this goes hand in hand with Sunsetting. The idea that for a year, everything's available, everything's grindable, and then at the end of that year, those things get sunset after you know after 12 months, they're no longer infusible, so they're not taking them away from you. I think this goes hand in hand with sunsetting. It'll be a fully orb system of kind of sliding forward, moving forward with both the activities, the rewards, the story, as well as the weapons themselves. So I, you, you just don't want to run the risk of bloating up the loot pool. I am hearing them say this, and I'm like, how's this going to work? Like activity bloat, gear and loot bloat. Like I feel like the game could get maybe overstuffed with things to do and collect. Uh, we'll have to see exactly how they play this out, as well as sort of like how much, how, how limited is the game if you guys are going to do this? Because you said there's only so much room. Are you saving room for DLCs? And that's why some of the content had to be smaller and more simplistic. We'll have to wait and see. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about year four seasons and Bungie's outline of it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. As with all of my content, you can find it as an audio version. If you look up SNTR Presents, it should be on all the podcast platforms. And if you're on YouTube, hitting like, share, and subscribe is super helpful to me. Going to jump right into the questions. We've got some just amazing ones today. We've already had to delete a bunch. (laughs) Do you think that Bungie should replace bounties with more new content like strikes, raids, maps, etc.? Well, these aren't exactly comparable. 
you're you're comparing an appetizer to the main course like strikes compared to bounties bounties are filler they're just they're filler it's the you know you order you know four tacos and then they have like a little pile of rice and a little pile of like black beans okay that's just filler it makes the plate look more full and you, know, you go to the right place it might be pretty good but generally speaking that's not the main course right so and it is Cinco de Mayo and to, you know to uh, Taco Tuesday so I have to incorporate that the point is is that they're meant to be complimentary they, they can't it's like what do, if we do, if we don't do bounties guys we suddenly have all this bandwidth now we can make more strikes raids and, and, and more maps for PvP so the, the the problem with bounties up to this point isn't that oh less bounties more strikes it's they're too disruptive and they're not shared with my like my team that's the main issue I said last night if I go into strikes or crucible, that is not the place where I want to go and completely change my loadout. I, d- I don't want to do that. I, d- I want to run, especially in Crucible, for crying out loud. I just want to run my loadout. I want to run the guns that I like. Well, I don't want to run other guns. I think in both Strikes and Crucible, bounties should be far more simplistic. You could have primary weapon bounties. Now, there could be different versions of primary weapon bounties, so it's not always the same. You can have rapid kill primary weapon bounties, precision kill primary weapon bounties, get kills without reloading primary weapon bounties. Those are all for just your primary weapon. It doesn't tell you what primary weapon to use. It just says, with a primary weapon, get this type of kill. You can do the exact same thing with special weapons. Rapid kills, kills without reloading, just a total kill quantity. Here's the number that we want you to get. Heavy weapons, same thing. Then, you could go to get grenade kills, get melee kills, get super kills. Those are all generic, and they don't tell you what you have to use. I think that's how bounties should be. It should just be like, a, oh, how many more do I need? Oh, I'll play a couple more games of Crucible and focus on getting shotgun kills, or I'll try and grab some heavy, or I'll try and get some super kills. It's, it's not super, super narrow specific. It's still something extra that you're tracking and doing and getting complimentary XP. But as I said yesterday, if if you're going to lower the XP and the benefit of the of the bounties and then I'm going to get but I'm still going to be required to get like a certain oh get sidearm kills. I don't want to get sidearm kills. I don't want to do that. I, what what? No, get special weapon kills, get primary kills and then maybe you want to get them in a particular way. I think that'd be a much better way of doing it. So it's not a matter of like, oh, get rid of the bounties, give us more strikes. It's make the bounties better, you know, make them shared amongst the fire team, make them far more generic. If you want to make super, super specific bounties, then why not do that with the gunsmith? Yeah, you got bounties that this is exaggeration, but you get 25 kills with a void shotgun in the crucible on a Thursday. Like what? I don't want to do that, right? That's an example of it's, it's way too extreme. Now, that's an example of something that's super extreme. I'm not saying go into Crucible and shoot bullets. Yay, good job. You shot bullets. Here's a completed bounty. Like, I don't want to go that generic, but I certainly think they could go a lot, a lot, you know, more generic. But heavy weapon bounties shouldn't be in the Crucible full stop. I mean, it could literally be get a heavy weapon kill. I mean, come on. That's a good bounty. I don't ever pay attention to heavy weapons, but, you know, I'll get a heavy weapon kill go grab go grab a rocket and boom oh cool got one it's just a bounty it doesn't need to be that demanding and one heavy weapon kill is not that big of a deal i don't think that's gonna mess things up there's a bounty to just collect the heavy ammo is there really oh my word lang solo 
Uh, I might have missed some subs. Olive Tree with two months. Thank you. Three months from Vanth. Thanks for the morning laughs. And 27 months from Eggnarts. Thank you. Uh, Lang Solo. Season of the Worthies roadmap runs out next week. Do you think we have something more to come? Well, uh, Paul Tassie's uh, guessing that we're going to get a skybox change today. Like, we'll be able to go into the tower and see the Almighty in the sky. And I think there's been leaks and things that people have found that apparently are coming. I think there'll be some, like, changes that happen and some, like you're going to go to different places and they'll look a little bit different. That's about as generic as I'm going to be able to be. And then obviously there's what there's fell winter. So, you know, the fell winter is gone or whatever. So I think there's going to be some of that stuff happening. Will there be grind loot or events? No, there won't. There won't be any loot. They've set the stage for this year. So they're not going to suddenly inject the game with loot. Now, are we suddenly going to be using our war mine bits? Yeah, maybe I bet you that could start next week. That's plenty of time to do like, uh, hey, get as many guns as you want before the season ends if you have more mine bits left over. We're going to be establishing the defense network or something for, for you know, Rasputin. Eight months from TSEF, thank you. Oodle again. Along with Transmog, how do you feel about being able to change your face? This is not a concern of mine. People are like, give us beards, give us more customization options. Yeah, for your super not very good looking face that no one ever sees or cares to look at. When I inspect somebody's armor, I'm like, ugh, ugh. I'm like, ugh, put that thing away. Put your face away. I want to see your helmet so I can tell what your armor looks like. I want to see what you look like in all your armor. I, this is just not an issue at all. <laughs> like, I don't care about this. We never see our faces, even when we deal with like, you know, cutscenes and stuff. It's like, just just show my cool helmet that I've chosen. There's nothing worse than, like, forgetting how you designed what your character looked like. And after, like, two years, there's some cutscene. I'm like, who the frick is that? Oh, that's me. Like, my helmet's not on. And then suddenly I'm like, what the, wh- who is that person? <laughs> Oral B, keeping your teeth clean. Uh, we haven't had a new raid since season eight. Do you think the community will continue to support Destiny if we only get one raid per year? Well, this question just feels very, very presumptive. Number one, only 10% of the community even engages with raids. So it's not like 90% of the community is going to be like, you know what? I've never really touched a raid. I don't even want to raid. But the fact that we're not getting a raid, I'm not going to support the game anymore. That's not... This doesn't... This equation doesn't exist. There's not some equation where, like, Bungie's taking a risk by only doing one raid a year. That's just not a thing. And, And to be fair, I think a lot of people that run raids regularly... We've just kind of a lot of us are like you get a you get a one good raid a year, you get one good raid a year, and if you if you're going if you're going to ask for more raids, the raids in between just haven't been that amazing. They've been good, but they have not been that amazing. I would say right now, any reasonable hardcore player that's informed about what's been going on and has been paying attention to losing Activision, losing bandwidth, a lot of us have just accepted that it's probably best to just do one raid a year. At their height of bandwidth and developmental strength, we were getting, we got Crown of Sorrow and Scourge of the Past. And those are good, but 
I really don't think they're that great. I think they're good raids, but I don't think they're... I don't think they're Garden of Salvation good. I think Garden of Salvation proves that we just we get better raids if we wait a year. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. And to me, it 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 is not a threat to the game's longevity or viability to do one re-rate well one raid a year. Now, hear me out though. I do take up for my raiding hardcore compadres when I say why is there no raid replayability? Why is there not a raid NPC? You could use a raid NPC. So in season 12, they launch a raid. Well, then you have season 13, 14, and 15. You could do something each season with the raid NPC to perpetuate the relevancy of the raid. They could have done that with Garden. I think they need to do that. I think they need to meet you guys halfway. The guys that are like, dude, I don't give a frick if there's no raid. I don't care. That's all I care about, right? That's my main drive. What's the new content? Cool. Where's the raid? Like, I think they could give you an injection of raid relevancy every season with a raid NPC and challenges and things like that. I I still think fundamentally under the bottom of all of this, one raid a year is just simply better. Scourge is amazing, honestly. Brilliant boss fight. Great Sparrow race. It was awesome. Crown's a bit slow. I feel like Scourge is just such an outlier. Eater of Worlds is literally a jumping puzzle and then a good a good fight with good mechanics, but it's li- that's it. That's all it is. It's literally a jumping puzzle and then a room where the same mechanic is used in two different engagements and it is a good fight, but like I, Eater Eater Inspire, they just don't seem worth forcing bandwidth to get strained also we know right now if they were to build us even something as small as eater of worlds that is taking away bandwidth from the annual rate it's going to be smaller you're going to shortchange it it makes more sense from where i sit to say let's make one rate a year and really make it better and have more relevancy and iterate on that as opposed to spreading out spreading it thin and getting smaller raids like Eater, Spire, Scourge, and Crown. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also think people's memories of like Eater of Worlds and Spire is really clouded. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so great. Yeah, where's the loot? Well, I mean, yeah, not a lot of loot is there. Why? You're kind of spreading the bandwidth thin. So you're like, oh, it's so great, but is it? Is it a well-rounded raid? No, it's not. It's chintzy. It is. It's chintzy. It's a good fight with chintzy loot motivation. Spire, same thing. Cool mechanics, cool environment, and total chintzy rewards. Like, what is this? Scourge had some good stuff in it, and then Crown had, like, one or two decent things to maybe go for, but then the rest of the loot is just bleh. We need need a, a fundamental recapturing of what it is to go into a raid and get dope raid loot. I don't think we get there with raid layers. I don't. I don't. I think I think raid layers double down on the idea that like, eh, we're not going to get very quality loot. And I would much rather them say, let's, because I'm envisioning this being attached to what Luke Smith said, where we want to create much better legendaries in their classification. I believe an annual raid helps them do that. They can really, really invest in truly amazing loot that then you have then for the next year. As opposed to like, 
some random god tier weapon showing up in some raid layer that's super short and that just feels kind of out of left field I don't know I feel like they could maybe achieve that with an NPC what if it was one raid one raid a year what if gardens loot loot pool could change one season to the next you just click on a different version of it same encounters same bosses new loots in there the, the raid loot for garden felt weird anyway there was no heavy weapon at all it was high like tons of energy weapons again to me it makes more sense invest in what we know works Bungie gets the most consistent, solid raid delivery if it's once a year. The other ones are... I I just think it gets really subjective. They're smaller, they're shorter, their loot's less interesting. Even the annual raids in Destiny 2, where we would say the raid loot's not that great, you still got better better raid loot from those raids. So like Last Wish, you got a, a, a nice energy hand cannon, then you had the, the Chattering Bones, then you could get the the sniper rifle that would show up, not from engagements, that was kind of stupid. Then you had the 1k voices. Then, you know what I'm saying? They have more loot to work with. Boston R6, thank you for the brand new uh, sub. Enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. And then Sausage, thanks for four months. I'm asking for both, by the way. I want better loot, and I still think one raid, a, one raid a year is the best. One raid a year is the best with better loot, and then you can stagger the relevancy with a raid NPC. So, just go to the summit, man. You make so much sense. Ah, they're not going to be doing those anytime soon. Brock Kelly. You think Bungie knew their initial seasonal model would have would leave us wanting, and do you think that they're actually in a position to give us something substantially different in year four? I think this was a, this this year was a bridge. It really was. I I know nobody wants to hear this, but I really feel like behind closed doors, they probably referred to this year as the year to get us by, the year to buy us some time. I I, I truly believe that. I feel like they did what they could, but they, it was the year to kind of get us by and buy them some time. It, because I don't know. It's like so much of it feels either experimental or half-cocked it's one or the other it's like it's experimental or it's half-cocked it doesn't feel like they were aiming at having like a truly substantive year three it really and truly genuinely feels like a bridge year it just feels like a bridge year something's off something's not right it feels like something else is going on behind the scenes and I do feel I've continued to say that I feel September will be the beginning of the the true era of a bungee made destiny. That's I I I I've continued to feel that way. And when I read Loose Misdirector's cut, I don't know, I feel like they're getting ready to wake something that will that will be like a this is the era of D2 that we've been waiting for. Um and I know people are like bungee apologists, you give them too much credit and too much trust and hope. Under Activision and time constraints, we still got Taken King, Forsaken, and Shadowkeep. I, I think all of those were really solid deliveries. So I, I, I continue to think they can pull off great things. And I do think that the next year could be significantly more well-rounded with respect to aspiration, good grind, less FOMO, things sticking, you know, things sticking around. I don't know. I, I see I see a whole lot more potential going forward. And this year just just doesn't feel like a year they were investing in. It feels like they were trying to get by and survive. Uh, S Punisher. 
Do you think year four will see less content or rewards, but much deeper customization perks to hunt for ETC? I don't know if these things are juxtaposed. Like, I feel like they could create really good customization perks and depth on guns while still giving good content and good rewards. Luke Smith also said he was looking at revitalizing and reinvigorating core activities in year four, which could mean not some brand new destination content, you know, content loop, but more of a reinvigorating of existing places and things and, you know, activities that are already here. It's pretty obvious if Trials is causing bandwidth issues for other parts of the game, that's because so many of them are working on something more important. I I, I really think Brock Kelly is, is putting putting their finger on another symptom of exactly what I'm sensing. I'm just I'm I've got this I've got this gut instinct in this sense that something else is going on in the background, and we have got a skeleton crew get by year that we're in right now. I don't know. It was almost like Shadow Keep was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna punt the ball way up in the air to buy us some time. It'll be good, and then the seasons that follow won't be as." And I I don't know. I feel like summer's gonna be okay. We got it back. Let's do another nice kickoff, and then eyes on September. Like I feel like summer's gonna be dope, but I also feel like the real real landing of the plane is September. Too much is riding on year four. Some things will probably improve, but will it be enough? I doubt it. I mean, there's no way to know until we get there. I think they improve every year. I do feel like it's a graph that continually goes up. It's like up, then down, then up, and then some down, but it continues to trend upward. When I look at D2, and then I see Forsaken, and then I see Shadowkeep, I always see improvement. And then I do see the pitfalls, and I do see them repeating, you know, mistakes. Like, I feel like Drifter and this season, the bar, the, the graph, like, dips. But then I do feel like it always, it always trends upward. I don't feel like we've been on a downward spiral. I feel like we've been on a stumbling climb. We are improving. We are climbing with stumbles and mistakes and trip-ups along the way. I don't feel like the game is in a downward spiral at all. We have come leaps and bounds from vanilla and in some respects I believe we've come leaps and bounds from what destiny one had so Aaron kill it's great the seasonal activities will stick around for more but it creates a problem of too many playlists spreading the population thin how could Bungie tackle this well they hint at this they hint at this in their in their uh, in their post they said like we we are going to even take some of the rewards and distribute them in other places because it's kind of like hey welcome back yeah you can get that loot and then you go back and like outdated content well they can mitigate some of that by being like yeah that loot's pretty cool yeah if you don't really feel like running that stuff anymore you can come over here and find it in this location as well I, I kind of touched on this at the end, Aaron Kill, and I think you're onto something. I have concerns about activity and loot bloat. It's like there's going to be so much in the game by the think end of year four. How much is going to be in the game according to what they're saying here? Keep in mind, I think it's a mixture of what they said in the TWAB and what Luke Smith said in his director's cut. If they're reinvigorating existing playlists and and activities, then maybe your concern, and my concern, aren't really they're not really a problem they're not gonna like splice us up where some people are over here running this old thing and that old thing and that season's thing and everybody's kind of all over the place I think it's gonna be more about reinvigorating the core game the um 
I think the strike playlist, I, I think the entire Vanguard hopper is going to get reworked. I do. I don't think Grandmaster is a finished product. I don't. Uh, this here, the Nightfall, the three, the card, the, the grinding for a specific item, and then the ordeal, and then you have the strike playlist, and then you have daily. I think this entire section gets rebuilt and restructured in year four. I think they're going to reinvigorate this, this, the entire concept of what this is. It's just a hunch that I have. It's like, if this, if this is supposed to be the core hopper of activity, it just is kind of like a what? It's a kind of a what? It's kind of confused and muddled right now. And then the other thing, I would think they would, they're going to, they're going to change this. I really do. This is, this is a ridiculously bloated hopper. And then trials is just like, a blemish on top. It's it's so this is so and so much so much is in disarray here. This is so cluttered. This is too many, too many options. We need half of what's shown here. Like right here, you have four. Figure out a way to make these four two options. Over here, you got four. Figure out how to make these two options, and then like I guess keep freelance. This is just a freaking disaster. And why on earth does elimination stick around when trials is here? Like that didn't happen in D1. Like this is supposed to supplant elimination, but like that's a whole nother like rant. This this is this is so so diluted and just bloated at the same time. So you you're splitting you're, you're splitting up the player base. So I think that both the red and the blue lanes of the game if we can think of the crucible lane and the and the blue lane i think they get completely restructured in year 4 to be like no 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 that's not what's going on and we're going to be we're going to be reinvigorating we're going to be putting some stuff in we're going to be putting some loot in there some loot grinds making adjustments to make the raids or i'm sorry the the strikes more exciting you know they won't touch gambit there's there's just no need there's no need if you want to reinvigorate the green you know what you do you eliminate one of these so it's literally gambit and reckoning and then you're done they, you don't need to do much else you're too optimistic what are you talking about they did some of this in shadow keep why am i too optimistic they completely changed the structure of crucible and shadow keep why would they not do it again in september don't you remember comp comp is gone they completely changed the format. I believe they do it again in September. Luke Smith says they want to reinvigorate core activities. Well, there's your core activities. The Vanguard Hopper and the Crucible Hopper. Maybe Gambit. I'm telling you. I, 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 think, I think they're going to look at restructuring that. Uh, Oreo Token. How can Bungie properly remove content from an evolving Destiny 2 each year without putting out Destiny 3? I I don't honestly know. I mean, I don't I don't really understand the question. They're doing it right now. Conceivably, in theory, they're building Destiny 3 in the background while doing a structure where stuff comes in and leaves at the same time. <laughs> Next question from Spawnling. Do you feel that high-level nightfalls have taken place of the endgame PvE over raids in D2? Bungie refreshing them more each season? No, I, I don't think that these things are at odds with each other. One raid a year, and Grandmaster is meant to be... Um, Grandmaster is meant to be a pinnacle PvE activity at the top, and they just... They gotta land the, the incentive. They also have to land the, the mixture of positive and negative modifiers. I really... I don't think that the content has landed well at all. It's so lopsided. It's incredibly lopsided. It's all negative modifiers with no positive and then almost zero loot incentive. 
so that Grandmaster is an experiment. I'm telling you right now, this is another thing that makes me think this year is an experiment. Get us to year four year. I think Grandmaster is basically PVE Crucible Labs. I think Trials is just another Crucible Labs. They are testing things out. Nothing is fully orbed. Nothing seems ready. Everything seems like it's like, yeah, let's see what people think of this. In it. And I think September is where they have their eyes set. They have their eyes set on September and summer. Mostly September, though. To be... This is... This is... Trials of Osiris. We have made excellent strides with anti-cheat. This is the new, like, PVE ritual, daily, weekly, monthly ritual. Like, I, I really, I truly, I truly think that, that that's where they have their eyes set, is on September. The reason. Are you going to get the same criticism, uh, are we going to get the same criticism that year two season had? No vendor refresh, horde mode, not enough content. Well, this criticism will continue for the remainder of this year because that's the, that's the trajectory that they set. We're gonna hear. I I, I just just be ready for this because everything they've said about bounty changes and seasonal changes is all for season twelve. Season eleven will get criticized. Just write this one down. It's going to happen. It's going to be too reliant on bounties. It's going to be a horde mode style PVE content that people don't like or are sick of. Right. And then, I don't know what's going to happen with PvP. Whatever event we get, if it's a free event, like like a, you know like a, a seasonal like summer solstice thing or blah blah blah, like like I would say that is that's that's going to it's going to lead to that. It's going to lead to them saying this is this is the the the, the year three criticism. Like, there's no way they're going to come to the end of year three and magically have all these things in place when they've openly admitted some of the things they have planned for bounties and seasonal content aren't even going to hit until seasons 13 and beyond. Some of the stuff they won't want to do isn't even going to hit in season 12. So there's literally no way we get out of year three without more bounty complaints. Season 12, I think, will be good. I think it will be better than where we are now, but you will almost assuredly see people be like, yep, just more bounties. Here we go again, more bounties. Because I think it was an easy... If this is a get-by year, if this is a transitional year, bounties are really, really easy filler. They're just easy filler. You fill up the plate with a lot of filler. Dad not good. To allow room for this content to stay, do you think that they will be removing content from... I don't know. I really don't. People have speculated, you know, planets getting destroyed, planets getting removed, activities getting removed. Yeah, I just... They, uh... I don't know if they're gonna do that. There are all kind of speculations about Titan getting blown up or completely terraformed and changed. I happen to think there's a possibility they do significant things to a planet. That could be another form of reinvigorating the core activities the planets could consistently could you know could could change they could they could look completely different the activities could look different uh the rewards the npcs the public events they could do the takenified thing right they like resurface everything uh to 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 make it all feel different and look and look different it's truds Given the apparent lack of game space, which led to this model, would you argue uh, has been in light in general? Does this mean year four content could be even lighter to help engine demands? Uh, 
it, it again could be a reinvigorate, you know? I never thought of that. Don't blow it up, just remake it. Think of it like this. This is why I have this theory that we could have like a takenified effect coming to the planets. We suddenly go into like the upside down, right? I think that the end cutscene where we face they're not they're not our friend or whatever, but they're our salvation and they look like us. It's almost as if they can replicate existence. They have nightmares. They suddenly look like us. It's almost like they can create an alternate reality or alternate universe. So the pyramid ships could show up and they don't aim to destroy Titan. They aim to save it and redeem it and change it into something else. It would be like a takenified effect. Titan's not Titan anymore. Titan is you know, something something completely else. It's an alternate universe, alternate reality shoved into our present reality that, that like Siva, could seek to consume and spread and that's the true problem. Are they going to show up and destroy everything or are they going to show up and remake everything? There's a lot of religious overtones there. It, it, you know, it, it's, like a, it's like a god showing up and just Nope, I'm I'm changing all of this. Whether you're into like Greek mythology or you're into like other other religious theology, it feels like that. When they use a word like salvation, you immediately start thinking of like religious sort of these guys will consider themselves like gods coming to save us. They could drain the water. Yeah, the water could be completely removed and all of a sudden the entire planet changed shape. Um but to Trud's question here, I don't know if it'll be lighter. It could just be a different idea. Like the, it could be literally a remade Titan strikes reimagined. All these things could be reimagined and takenified. The skybox did change. Okay, I'll go to the tower. Because then it would feel like that's that evolving world, right? That is that evolving world. That's that world that's changing and and not the same season to season, year to year. Hockey Dan. In Luke's director's cut, he made it sound like there would be a refocus of old content with seasons. In the TWAB, they mentioned new game modes. Do you think Bungie shifted their vision for year four and it will be better? Will the core game still be undervalued? I think these two things could be the exact same statement. Um... OSU hoops with four months, two months from uh, THU31, and I'm Kohler with 13 months. Thank you. Um, glory reducted. I don't care. You guys are saying the skybox has changed? I'm seeing birds flying. I'm not seeing a skybox change. What should I be looking for in, in the uh, in the skybox? Is it over? Is it over some section? I may need to completely back out and reset look for the almighty I'm look wait a minute oh my NPCs aren't here so if there's an update I won't see it yeah because my NPCs aren't here I'm gonna get DC'd if I don't run over to the other section and try to run back I probably waited too long um this is one of the only things you can do if you come to the tower and there's no NPCs sometimes you can fix it by running over here to where this section is and then you're going to turn around and see people see now there's people over there and then I can run back and sometimes it fixes it um 
fast travel. What I'm doing right now seems to be one of the only uh, only fixes is the run back is the run back and forth. Fast traveling usually breaks it. Okay, my NPCs are now here. I'm checking the skybox. Have you guys seen anything? Anything skybox really would probably be next week when it ends. I tend to agree. I know Paul Tassi said he was going to go to all the different places. He was going to go to EDZ. Uh, I run with that sword. This sword's amazing. I got a god roll today. First try. So fun. Yeah, I don't think there's anything going on. I mean, the flags haven't reset. So once the flags have reset, then we'll, we'll see if we see any bit of a difference or something. Um... So, she's not even giving me my award yet, either. Isn't she supposed to give me an award? Or maybe I didn't play yesterday on my Titan. I might not have. The sky is just more sky. Yeah, it's more sky-y. Um, back, to, back to Hockey Dan's question. Refocusing old content and new game modes, I think, could be the same thing. Right? I, I think they could be the exact same thing. The idea that we're going to reinvigorate the old playlists and in in doing that, it's now, there's there's now like a, a difference in the strike playlist. There's a difference in the crucible. Uh, Nightfall, the ordeal is arms dealer. So strikes are void and heavyweight. That's always fun when void and heavyweight are uh, synced up. Uh, crucible we have mayhem has returned hey oh if only that counted for rumble uh you can get your 25 super kills <laughs> have a ball creating laurels um and then the eververse what they do for bright dust so bright dust is the ladybug shell the high score emote the warlock projection the black sand shader down here white sand shader oh you can buy some of the the ships um can buy the team spirit ship you can buy the victory lap sparrow you can buy the represent emote uh and you can buy the torchlight emote so a ton a ton of the guardian games eververse stuff just went up for bright dust a hunter projection is also there as well um i'm actually really really tempted to buy yeah i'm gonna get the ship i like the ship I do. I like the ship. It takes it takes shaders in a really cool way. Um, we got to give it one of the good ones. Mm, we want to get that maybe that two tone on there. Sometimes I wonder if the people in Q and A audio only format hate when I do this. Um, that's kind of cool. All right, let's run that and go to orbit and see what it looks like. Yeah, so again, Hockey Dan, just to put just to move past this question, it could be, it it really, really could be that they're they're trying to do both. They're trying to reinvigorate as well as bring new things to with the re uh, reinvigoration. So Prem. I like the content in year four stays around, but they are still not talking about how strikes and gambit are being worked on future seasons. Are you worried that even in year four, we will not see strikes and gambit improved? 
it would be really, really strange. It would be really, really odd if they don't do literally anything with the NPCs in year four. If if they if they again decide to go into year four and they don't do anything with the um with with the NPCs and strikes and stuff, I think that'll be super, super surprising. Um I don't know. It's it to me is one of is it is clearly I'll show you the strike the, the the nightfalls and stuff. Sorry, I, I didn't do that. I'll show you them. Um, I think the ship is awesome looking, by the way, especially when it's flying. The vertical jets in the back. Uh, I, I I just I don't think I don't think they can go another another year and not do literally anything for them. I I don't know. To me, it's like are are you just going to continue to ignore that, especially after Luke Smith says. They wanna they wanna look at these, you know, they wanna look at these core activities and, and reinvigorate them. You can see the hole where the dreadnought is in Saturn's rings. I'm not seeing a skybox change. Um I don't even know where the Almighty would be coming from. Um I mean that is that that can't be it. That's just a glow. That's just like a sun or something. I don't think so, chat. I think that's just a sun or a star or something. It could be literally the sun all the way out there. Um, the Almighty would be closer to Earth. Mm. I, I, I don't even know. Where will we even go on the Earth to look for it? Um... Are we in year four to not see strikes improved? Yeah, I do think year four is when we'll finally see a reinvigoration of strikes in the NPCs. Uh, by the way, if you guys have been hanging out this morning and you're new and you haven't clicked follow yet, that is a free and easy way to support what I do. Click the follow button. That's the heart button. And then you can say that you'd like to be notified when I stream. Monday through Friday, it's like an interactive podcast radio show that you can listen to in the background. I am a family-friendly streamer. You don't have to worry about like what I'm going to say. So I appreciate all the support recently and following is one of the easiest ways uh, to support what I do. Yeah, these towers, um, when they change the tower event, you see these towers now? They're all over the place. They're, they've been they've been sort of raised on uh, all the planets and that is that was a change when the tower events got more challenging um, I don't know I wonder if you could it'd be cool if you could get up to that one probably not um, more and more towers is that more than there is that more than there was that week last week that does seem like more they also seem closer closer I don't know if um, how close they were in the past yeah, that's kind of cool that they made them they made them kind of change week to week. So, go to the moon or are they like all over the place on the moon? Uh, next question. In the TWAB, it specifically mentions that there will be moments woven into the story where they will will remove old content for the new. Do you think that this will be Bungie nudging us to the idea of vanilla content maybe going? Could we get a direct quote? I would want to read that in context. So, you're saying that they said that old content they will remove old content for the new. I would need can, if I can get a direct copy pasta of that quote. Um, I don't know if I remember reading that. The pyramids are at Neptune. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they got the towers all over the place here too at the moon. They've erected everywhere. So, I would want to see a direct quote though if they are in fact planning on 
removing old content did they give us a hint at that in the twab as as Jinja is uh, saying Destiny 2 will have moments woven into the overall universe narrative where we remove old content and allow for new content and stories to grow in its place as we said in the past we cannot continue to grow the Destiny universe infinitely there's a lot of reasons for this technical resourcing as well as from an overarching universe design standpoint finding the balance in creating and maintaining content in our ongoing narrative is a necessity uh, part of continuing to build for Destiny 2 um yeah it just says old content I yeah I don't know I don't know okay so my flags reset my flags reset and I should get a package what the world I already got this from you okay that's glitched um, okay, so the flags reset, and I still don't see the Almighty in the skybox anywhere. Um, so, have to wait another week, I guess. I think there's going to be a cutscene. There's a cutscene we haven't seen yet, where the warlock was like looking up, wearing that exotic helmet, and we all thought it might have been Aldrin. I think that cutscene it will be at reset next week. We're gonna look in the sky, we're gonna see something, and then something's gonna happen. I think the tower will get hit by some stuff, maybe, and then there'll be you know there'll be damage here, maybe damage elsewhere. I think that there will be a legit like look to the skies situation and that cutscene will finally happen since I don't think we've seen that. Uh, Nightfalls that you can pick are Hollowed Lair, Exodus Crash, and Insight Terminus. Um, Why Jamie? Do you think we will see Bungie uh, Sunset Exotics in year four? If they do start sunsetting exotics, it will be later in year four. I do think they have their sights set on eventually doing it, yes. With the mention of better story and the consolidation of old loot activities, could Bungie allow themselves to make bigger world changes more often, adding, removing, changing ETC? I honestly don't know. I don't know what they're capable of. I, I don't know if this if this world and engine and dev tools even allow for what you're um, what you're suggesting. It's hard. It's honestly uh, it's hard to know. So, yeah, we can head to a bunker if you guys want to see the lights if they've, you know, if they've moved. I'll I'll take you to I'll take you to a bunker and we can check on the lights. Uh, Grandpa Blackout. At the end, they say that they did this better in the past. If they mean Black Armory Drifter Opulence, is that really possible with the lack of bandwidth? I I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's what they mean. I don't know if that's what they're referring to. Some of you guys are asking questions that, like, I just have to shrug at. I'm like, I honestly, without working there, I don't know what they mean or what they're referring to. To counteract loot bloat, would rotating gear each week through different activities, such as Menagerie, Forges, and Reckoning, be an effective solution? Well, that doesn't, that doesn't help with loot bloat. You're still adding new loot every season. You're st- And not only are you adding loot every season, but you're also you're also saying hey we we're we're going to add loot and leave it it's going to stick it's going to stick around you know we're going to we're going to we're going to give you brand new guns and armor to chase and it's not going anywhere that's what loot bloat feels like like rotating it around isn't going to help cuz if you go from season 12 to 13 the armor and guns from season 12 will still be around and then season 13 will have its stuff and then that will be that will feel, you know, kind of bloated. That's a lot of stuff. Um, no, his, his he doesn't have he doesn't have any new. His ceiling's not new. Yeah, they've reached a planet. 
they've reached a planet. There's a planet there that's not lit up. And there's a planet there that's not lit up. I don't know why. I don't know why those aren't lit up. But the ships have 100% are, are now touching Neptune. They have, yeah, that's Neptune. They have reached Neptune. So. Opeth, soccer mom. Do you suspect that year four will have less instability due to things, less things being removed? Oh, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. I really, really hope that we're not, we're not constantly stuck in this quandary of like, man, oh man, why are we getting so many errors and and disconnects? Because it's been pretty bad. Parasito. The mention of handpicked loot raises flags. By what metric would they decide which items to keep? Well, I would hope if they like decide to put some Vex offensive loot into this new engram, then it would be like the subjunctive and the optative and not the scout or the pulse because they weren't very popular. It's not, there's no doubt about which items are more popular than others. Um, and again, when they said handpicked, didn't they say that that was going to be handpicked in regards to the ones next season that they would be handpicking those? Um, I'm trying to give you guys like a really, really good angle here in the in the in the video so i don't know if they're going to do that every single time also keep in mind they said the activity and loot will stick around so if you want a specific gun there will be a way for you to get it if you miss that season unlike right now moat 28 if the seasonal stuff activities remain for the given year, what about the stuff that has been released near the end of the year? That's a question that has not been answered. If they do a new activity in a loot pool in, su- in the summer, would it be available the following season? It sounded like it could be that way. Like they said, oh, whatever happens the following season, you'll be able to engage with it. But it it's hard to say. I don't know if they would say this and do this idea of like, hey, stuff's going to stick around, and then sucker punches and be like, well, just kidding, summer kind of gets screwed by the in, you know, in the new format. I think they would say no, summer to summer. Whatever drops in the summer is around until the next summer. So each season is supplanting a previous season. You know, the, the, uh, the, the, spring, the spring season of 2021 doesn't really get replaced and retired until the spring season of 2022. The trials numbers are 189,000. <coughs> I missed the mute button. Sorry. Um, yeah. The trials is not... I, I said that trials was going to be on a downward and spiral for the rest of the season. Once I realized that the changes that they were trying to make to like the bounties and the tokens weren't going to land until the summer, I was like, well, then trials is just going to just gonna collapse on itself. I mean, what did Lumi... Lumi ran into 36 cheaters. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to do that? I'm not doing it. I'm not covering it on split screen. I'm not even playing. Uh, Back pain. Uh, Hang on. Oh, no, I answered that one. Back pain. Do you think Destiny will ever release previous seasonal ornaments in the Eververse store? I maybe. Uh, I would love to buy the one for Wormhusk. How do you think Bungie will efficiently sunset loot? Old gear right now is still very usable. If you can't infuse it, it's not endgame viable. They've literally described how they would sunset the loot in the director's cut. Uh, it's Scottsdale. How often should raids be added to the game? I think once a year. Clubber Ducky. Do you think that year four seasons will be closely resemble year two annual pass and year three, the ability to enter the game and play previous seasons? It'll be interesting how they price it then. Because like they said, oh, the season would still be around. Well, you'd have to buy it then. 
if you jump in during Season of the Worthy and you want to play, you know, Sundial, well, then you'd have to buy Season of Dawn. You can't just, like, go play it. It's not like buying one season gives you access to all seasons. That'd be kind of stupid. Maybe that's how they'll do it. I don't know. That seems like a really bad idea. I would think you'd have to buy the season that it came from. Or buy a pass for the whole year. Matt Ben. I think a la carte will stick around Big Mouth Strike, but if you want to play season 13 or season 12 and you jump in during season 14, well, you got to buy season 12 or 13. You don't just get it for free because you, you, you coughed up 10 bucks for the summer season and then you get every season that preceded it. You'd have to pay for them, I would think. But a la carte would still exist if you just don't feel like it. You just feel like skipping certain ones. Or reduce the cost. Yeah, like maybe if you buy a season once it's been outdated, it's $5. Later it's free. Well, it'll never be free because eventually it goes away after a year. So there's never going to be a free moment for it, I wouldn't think. They'd always want to try to make money off of it. Um, from a mark, from a marketing and a revenue standpoint, I wouldn't think you'd ever want to make it free. I don't think that'd be a good idea. Wasn't Sundial free? No, Sundial was not free. Uh, people get that so confused. You could not play Sundial if you did not own the uh, the season pass. J-Rob. In terms of removing activities for space, look at how much stuff was left in D1 compared to the amount of content that is available in D2. In D1, is D1 not a more dense game than D2 is now? No. Destiny 1 is a joke in comparison to the size of Destiny 2 right now. Destiny 2 is absolutely massive and busting at the seams. It is enormous in comparison to Destiny 1. It's it's not even remotely close. There are more activities, there are more places to go, there is way more loot, there's more raids. It's it's not even close, not at all. Destiny 1 gets blown out of the water. By how large Destiny 2 is. Um, the the denseness of the planets, the lost sectors, the adventures, the strikes, the raids, the loot pools, the game modes, you know, they're I don't know. D2 had as many raids in year one as D2 won in its existence. Yeah, the, it's it's not even comparable. It really isn't. Um so you know stuff getting stuff getting left in D1 I mean what 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 got left what prison of elders and then you had you had the raid right you had raid and stuff that came with dark below and then during taken king we got the dreadnought and you got some strikes and you got court of oryx and a raid and then that was it so that stuff stuck around and then in Rise of Iron, you got a raid and the Plaguelands and Archon's Forge. And then that's it. So you start adding up the activities that are in here in addition to their planets. Like, if you just pull open the director, it just isn't even a fair comparison at all. Titan and all... I'm sorry. They added Mercury and the Infinite Forest. And they had the strikes that came with Mercury. Then they added Mars and Escalation Protocol and its story missions and strikes and all that stuff's still around. Then they added the moon, nightmares, much bigger lost sectors. You got Tangled Shore, all the barren fights and a raid. You got the Dreaming City and its evolution. You got 16 strikes in D1, D2, we have 17. Well, strikes aren't really what I'm talking about. I haven't even really listed strikes. Like the the denseness of the game, the quantity and size of this game is not comparable to Destiny 1. 
you're the, the, all destiny one had was strikes and the raids and that was it there, that was it there was there wasn't anything significant on any of the planets there were no adventures there were no lost sectors there were no activities on the planets escalation protocol blind well menagerie the forges uh even the thing we have now the public event you know tower event we have now all of those things are significantly more substantive than what we had in destiny one quantity over quality but again that's just a platitude d1 was not more qualitative than destiny 2 it wasn't you had less content less things to chase and less and less mechanics less abilities less power destiny 1 again that's just rose colored glasses to try to claim like destiny 1 was so much more qualitative than destiny 2 yeah not let's forget about the dungeons let's forget about the uh, altar of sorrows it and the, and not only that we have two dungeons and then we have two exotic dungeons there i'm telling you it's just it is it, it is laughable it's laughable to try to claim that destiny 1 was either more substantive or had more quality in it it was a thin thin game it was super thin it blows my mind that anybody could look back and be like oh no it was more quality it had more quality It didn't need substance. It had things to chase that mattered. What did you chase in Destiny 1 that mattered? What did you chase that... What gun, what god role did you chase in D1 that mattered? Name it. I want to hear it. Because it doesn't exist. My god roll Imago Loop, I didn't need it. I, I had a good palindrome. I didn't need to chase that. There what, what What were you chasing? What? You didn't need Genesis Chain. Genesis Chain wasn't best in class. Genesis Chain, Genesis Chain didn't change the nature of the combat. It is, it is pure nostalgia. It's pure nostalgia blinding you to the fact that Destiny 1 was so, so thin. It was so thin. The fact that you spent hours chasing a God Roll Treads or a God Roll Amagra Loop was because there was literally nothing else to do. Nothing else to do at all. <laughs> I have weapons now that are far and away better than, than the weapons I had in D1. The quality of the weapons are significantly better now. I have way better weapons than I ever had in D1. All of my hand cannons are better than my Imago loop. They just are. They don't look as good. They don't sound as cool, maybe, because I loved Imago, but, like, I... And, I'm, and listen, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do this again. You are provably wrong if you think Destiny 1 had more in it or more substance. It's like, it's a false belief. It's not true. You can believe that it was better, and that's fine, but you're just believing a delusion about what actually was in Destiny 1. It, it, it's, just, it's just delusional at this point to compare the two. And again, it's just rose-colored glasses. We had the same complaints during Destiny 1 that we complain about now. Droughts, nothing to do, nothing to chase. And you had that complaint in a barren wasteland of less to do, less substance, less quantity, less stuff. It just was less on every mark. And just to claim with the platitude, oh, it was more qualitative. I, it just isn't true. It is not true. It's, it is a rose-colored delusion that people perpetuate to try to cut down Destiny Two as if D One was some paragon of game delivery, and it wasn't. D One was a limping horse all the way to the finish line, and only raiders celebrated an age of triumph. That's like ten percent of the community. Debauchery. 
You think Bungie should use the NPC and the planets to replace bunkers, obelisks, ETC, so that we could still have the mods and the weapon bounties? Um, well, I mean, if they want to bring those back, I mean, that's definitely one of the ways that they could do it. Um, Real Sticky says, coming from a new player who started D2 and then went back to D1, D2 is miles better, and I definitely think it's nostalgia and the newness of the franchise that people are remembering. I'm telling you, nostalgia is is a, is a is a hell of a drug. It will blind you. It will blind you to how bad it actually was. That I have like a single hair on my on my face and I can't get it off. It will it will legit blind you as to how bad it really was. Oh yeah, we can go back and watch the flags. Um what weapons do you want to see in the year four engrams that they mentioned for returning from seasons? I don't have a. I, you guys ask me questions like this all the time, and I never give you an answer. I don't have a laundry list. I don't. I never have a list of demands of like, what exotics do you want to see come back? What do you want to see them do with the story? I don't answer those questions. I simply don't. I don't create laundry lists of demands or desires because it's a crapshoot. It's going to be blind luck if I get what I want. Could it be more popular weapons, like I said earlier, like the subjunctive and the optative over the scout and the pulse? Well, sure, but like I'm not going to lift off the ones that I want. Um, Rucifer, with upcoming sunsetting, are you concerned that new fun- wait, there you go. Titans blowing it out of the water and, you know, surprising no one. So if they win today, the contest is over because that, that plaque is worth double, Right? If they if they if they win if, if the Titans win this plaque, I think hunters have to sweep the end to even to even have a chance. Can you come talk to my friends about D1 because I try to tell them about nostalgia all the time and they don't listen? It's very easy to dismantle someone trying to claim that D1 was better and more substantive. Ask them what content did you play and what did you chase? And they're going to have very few things they can list off. And then point out very easily after they do that how enormous the droughts were. The droughts were enormous. Oh yeah, you love Taken King? Yeah, wasn't it great how we got no new content for 12 months? Oh, you got the April update, Challenge of Elders. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Yeah, 12 months of nothing new. No new updates, no sandbox changes, nothing new to chase. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, that King's Fall raid loot. Whoo, that was top shelf stuff, except there was like two items worth chasing in the entire raid. Man, Rise of Iron, yeah, dude, you're right. Man, it had a raid and a couple new strikes and the Plague Lands was a giant circle. Yeah, Archon's Forge, what was that? Yeah, and then nothing for a year. Oh, man, Age of Triumph, yeah, you're right, dude. Age of Triumph was great. It was nothing but reskins. You're right, dude, a year of no new content and then they gave us reskinned, they gave us reskin raids and reskin raid guns. And the armor was amazing, don't get me wrong, but come on. Yo, what's good, Potato? Thank you for two months, dude. I hope you're well. Saw a little clip of you giving Split Screen some love. I wish Trials wasn't in a trash can on fire right now, or I would cover it more. <laughs> uh, owls. Do you think that they will give New Light players a chance at old mods like Powerful Friends? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if they're going to redistribute those. A lot of people have seen my Hunter build, and they're like, dude, how can I get Powerful Friends? I, I don't have an answer for you. Eknor. What effect will bounties changes be having on the seasonal content? Worthy and Dawn Grind were bounties based and acted as a time gate for materials and perks. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I have no I have no idea. This is another one of those bun, you know, D- Lono, do you know what Bungie's going to do questions? I can I can theorize and that's about it. I would think maybe they would make it more activities based, you know? 
make it more activities based and there's a danger there there's a danger there I didn't answer question 32 alright hang on let me go back there's a danger to making activities based so imagine the obelisks didn't exist and there were no bounties they're just gone okay so how do you level up and get more stuff and improve your experience in sundial well by running sundial so do you want to spend the first month doing literally nothing but all day every day sundial is that what you want to do you're going to get burned out on sundial a whole lot quicker because you have nothing to diversify your engagement with right looking kind of tan I, I got I got some sun the other day uh, flying a kite with my daughter it was super windy and super sunny and I have a light complexion <laughs> um yeah you want to see you want to see there you go anyway the the, the, the content would have gotten you would have gotten burned out much quicker so if they don't diversify what you do with some bounties then you're you're gonna get burned out if it's like okay welcome to you know the new season and the way you're gonna level up get gear and improve you know Im- improve and increase your 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 grind and your substance you're gonna have to run this activity over and over and over again oh well thank goodness there's no bounties because now I'm oh I'm sick to death of this activity like it's six of one half a dozen of the other Bungie can only give you so much to do every three months every 12 months like there's only so much they can do so even if it's like grind strikes like crazy and then now you can start earning these guns you're gonna get sick of strikes you got sick of bounties it by the same token now somebody might say well with the threshold of burnout on bounties is so much faster because it they're repeatables and they're cannibalistic and you just kind of go into a lost sector and you live there right you don't think the threshold of burnout's going to be really fast if they reinvigorate strikes or they do something with nightfalls or they do something with the public space so i i would i would say at a at a very very general level no matter what they do the repetition will lead to people saying i am sick of fill in the blank now what would be in their favor in a more activities a more activities focused grind what would be in their favor the season that follows, it would be a new activity grind. It'd be a new thing to focus your attention on. Right now, you go from one season to the next and it's more bounties, more bounties, more bounties. That's why people got to Guardian Games and you're just like, I can't do this. I can't do it. It's just more bounties. If Guardian Games would have landed during Shadowkeep, I don't think people would have cared as much. Why? We hadn't really gone through three seasons of bounty grind. We went through the bounty grind, you know, in Shadowkeep. We were doing stuff. We were leveling the artifact. You were doing stuff for Eris. You were doing stuff for the Lectern. And then you got to Season of Dawn, and you did it again on the Obelisks. Bounties, 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 bounties. Then you get to Season of Worthy. Bounties for the bunkers. Bounties, 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 bounties. And then by the time Guardian Games lands, you're like, frick this. I'm sick of bounties. So that would be in their favor. If it was more activities-based, it wouldn't feel so, yep, horse of a different color it here's more bounties it would be okay what's the new activity focusing grind this season that's why i think like a seasonal strike playlist would be good we have 17 strikes right now take five and those are the only ones that are in the strike playlist the seasonal strike playlist it could have different modifiers it could have siva charges or swords or whatever lying around like how they had the snowballs and those five strikes that's it for the seasonal strike playlist 
and then the next season they would change all of the all of the strikes in the seasonal strike playlist so now it's like well there's new modifiers there's new things going on and well it's it we haven't played these strikes in a while that would maybe make the threshold of burnout not be so quick and so strongly felt because it's not bounties yeah bounties it's oh no it's new strikes yeah new modifiers whole new builds to try whole new things to do you know mayhem is here but the triumph is 25 and rumble i know i don't know why they don't they should just loosen that up to can they just change that triumph to 25 super kills in crucible please witty calf would Vex Offensive Sundial and Seraph Tower events be perceived differently if they were year-long, or would we expect them to be more involved? Well, I, I, I think Vex Offensive was good, but very, very simplistic, but it was, still was fun. And I think Sundial, if Sundial and Vex Offensive existed at the same time, I think people would have seen how stupid it was to be like, yep, here we go, just more Menagerie 2.0. Like, what are you talking about? Vex Offensive was nothing like that. Vex Offensive was far more simplistic, and Vex Offensive was far more just straight-lined linear. You know, one thing to the next, one thing to the next, kill the boss. I think if they would have existed at the same time, people might have seen that there was, oh yeah, this is actually a pretty new and different, you know, activity. But, you know, they, they everybody always forgets. they just like, yeah, you're just another you know, this or that. It's like, yeah, this is nothing at all. It's nothing at all like it. I think the public tower events sticking around for a year wouldn't change my opinion one iota about how terribly managed and designed the public event tower events are. I, I wouldn't feel any different about them. They, you took the two giant value points that everybody loved about Menagerie, Sundial, and Vex Offensive, and those were match made, and you can't fail them. They're not failable. And you're like, I got an idea. Let's just remove those things entirely. It's not match made, and you can fail. Yay! Don't you want to do this every day? Nope, I, I, I don't. I don't. The tower engagement has got to be abysmal in comparison to like Sundial and Vex Offensive engagement. It has to be awful. I would, that wouldn't change my opinion one iota if it stuck around for a year. It would just be another year to complain about it. You know, it'd be, it'd be nine more months to say how bad it is. Uh, Forcado. Do you think making prior season story missions mandatory to start the new one could be a good way to make it easier for people to come into the game in later seasons? I, the word mandatory just makes me recoil. It's like, eh, but then it could be like, hey, you skipped a season. You got to play through that, st- you know, that story stuff first to kind of be like, oh, there's some good story here. Um, so little light would you like to see older NPCs from Vanilla D2 be more involved in future seasons I don't answer questions like this I don't have desires about like what I want to see them do if content is going to stick around for a full Destiny release year then won't there be a little motivation to buy the annual pass instead to just buy the fourth season nobody's going to do this People always dream up this mat, this 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 weirdo player who's gonna like wait till the final season, buy it, and then get access to everything. No one's gonna do that. And if they do, I, I'm sorry, that's a stupid, that's just a stupid person. Yeah, dude, total bargain. Oh yeah, dude, I'm getting one over on Bungie. What are you doing? I'm not playing the game for ten months, and then I'm gonna buy that fourth season. <laughs> it's gonna be a, t- I'm just gonna be a bargain, dude. It's highway robbery. Wait, but you're so you're not playing the game for ten months? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's, to- it's just a total. They don't even see me coming. You got warlocks winning on your screen? Well, I'll go back down. I, I just don't think this is going to be a thing. It- 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 you're going to want to buy and-, and be in there when stuff is happening. All the time. 
That's just the way we're wired. No one's going to sit out that long. Louie Jack. How large do you expect seasons to be in season four? I don't have expectations. Drown, be drown joke. When Bungie is injecting certain seasonal weapons into core activities, is that their way of reinvigorating core activities with loot? I don't think so. That's their way of making sure you can get some of those weapons again. Crazy. Do you think that Ariana's vow is coming anytime soon? I stopped playing for a while and missed out on it. They've not said. There's no way for me to know some of the... You guys are asking lots of questions. That there's there's literally no way for me to answer these questions. Do I think... What, is it going to come around anytime soon? I mean, how am I supposed to know that, dude? Uh, with Bungie saying that with seasonal content staying in year four instead of going away each season, does this me have some credence to maybe that the current locations in the game are going to be nuked or removed? There's a line about removing old content. There is a line about removing old content. We don't know what that means. If that means old content that's been added since they went to this system, or literally they're planning on removing old content. I don't know. WD Prescott. If Bungie was removing content this year because of space limits, would this mean that the seasons in year four are going to be repurposing old? We've gotten this question in a couple different versions. Again, I don't know. They know their limitations. Could Sundial, Vex Offensive, and the Tower events all coexisted for an entire year? maybe does it really are they only coexisting for short periods of time though because like every every 12 months something's falling off and getting replaced click fire how do you think Bungie could balance seasons between new content and existing activities I'm sorry that's just too generic at this point to answer we've kind of gone round and round on all the different things they could do would the outcome of this be positive or negative overall Bungie splits the player base by allowing them to pick dark or light faction there is literally no way they do that in Destiny 2 Destiny 3 maybe there simply is no way they do this in Destiny 2 I can't, I can't see room for it they might be removing old story spaces that never get used. Well, I mean, people are going to be like, but what about New Light? What about New Light? They can go play through that campaign. Listen, New Light players, by the time we get to the end of this year, you can give them a cutscene that explains what happened in vanilla and be like, sorry, it's not here anymore. <laughs> like, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's You're going to get really, really long down this road, and eventually it's like, who? how many people are running through every jot and tittle of the vanilla story? Give them a cutscene and catch them up. You know, previously on Lost. Like, you can, like, let them know what happened. They don't need to... I don't know. Forget Light versus Dark. I want to play one of the enemy races. Well, I mean, that's not going to happen. D... T-Funk. Will, why did D1 feel so different compared to D2? Personally, after playing D1 for a few hours, I feel D1 had a lot of uniqueness in areas and strikes. D2 seems too clean. Yeah, I just don't agree with this. I don't strikes the areas we go we go down under there's really cool hive environments vex environments there i mean I, I don't know i just i do not agree with this the the difference between the way that nessus looks compares to like mercury io mars titan uh the tangled shore and the dreaming city the moon i don't know i feel like they have it, it does not feel that it, that it's lacking in uniqueness the dungeons the dungeons to get the exotics the raids like I, I think this is a I think this is way off the mark. It's also subjective, so it's hard for me to be like, no, you're wrong in your perception. I, I happen to think there's a lot of good variety in D2. Tuxit. Do you think that the adept variants for seasonal weapons would be a way to help hardcore players stay in the season, or could they focus on something else for hardcores instead? I would say good re- good rewards in flawless Grandmaster Nightfalls and Raids is where you start first. You know, 
put, put better stuff up at the top up at the top uh do you think bounties should have tiers of rewards attached weeklies take longer but give a nice reward dailies have armor there have been people that said move away from xp to drops and i would be open to that as well because it would make it a little bit more exciting xp is kind of it's just like a number it's not like you're not getting something uh storm wolf what do you think about giving the current vendors weapon and armor ornaments with an aesthetic to the activity in the new bounty system similar to factions? I mean, that's something that we've talked about numerous times as a way to like level them up and get an ornament. We've, we've outlined that a handful of times, I think. So I don't want to like restate it again. Double D, have you considered shoutcasting the next world's first race instead of playing in it? No, because I think that would be incredibly boring. There's too much trial and error. There's too much death. It, it, there's too much failure. That'd be awful. I would rather be in there playing uh, day one. T-Funk. Would you prefer more pinnacle activities or more content like a strike? Like Delta content or a strike? I just don't feel like these things are juxtaposed. I don't feel like they're mutually exclusive. I want better endgame content, not just like a Delta. I want like better modifiers, more nuance, more dynamic content, not, yeah, it's gonna suck. You're weak and they're, they're strong. I, I I don't like that kind of content. So you're, you're, you're listing something that like, I don't think is a very good pinnacle activity or one strike. I... I don't even know how much we get from one strike. You know? How many of you right now are so thrilled that we have the Crimson Keep strike? How? How many? How, how great How great is that to have that periodically showing up in the strike playlist? Is it, really, is it really helping? I don't think it is. It's just one strike. After one or two runs, it's another thing that you know exactly where they are. You know exactly what's coming. You know exactly how the boss fight goes. It's just one more, you know, notch in the strike playlist. I'd like to have a strike every season. I mean, I'd like to have, I'd like to have more steak for dinner. I mean, I, I don't think that they're going to start doing that. I really don't. I don't think they're going to focus on giving you a strike in a season. The value of a strike isn't enough, I don't think, to warrant that. Like, oh no, we need a new strike every season. I, w- I would say strikes just need more value before they do that. 13 months from Miniature Viking, thank you. Barry Glaze, do you think that guided games will ever come out of beta? No, it'll never work. It won't. There's too many people that you, the people that you need will never go in there. You need experienced, willing teachers, and they have no reason to go in there because of Sherpa, LFG, Reddit, all those things. It's just, it'll never have a full funnel of people that you need. It'll always have a bunch of needy players. Agent Atwood, if they decide to go the alternate reality route, then do you think that they could be taking this idea from Epic Games Fortnite? I don't know. How, how am I supposed to answer that? Um, do you think that new modifiers could be low-hanging fruit for revamping old content? We've said that numerous times this morning. Yes, like I think you could really reinvigorate Strikes and Nightfalls with better modifiers. You've always been a very vocal about the leveling in Destiny. Do you like the infinite power design? I'm annoyed by it. Oh, I think infinite power on Artifact is dumb. I think they painted themselves into a corner and they're going to have to get rid of infinite power grind. I don't think, you, I don't think it can be a thing. It should go up to 10, 10 bonus power and then that's it. That's the end of the road. Every season, as long as you're playing and getting XP, you can get bonus power to kind of add and then that's the end of the road. I think leveling should be more linear, less RNG based, and the artifact should get capped at 10 plus. There's no reason to give us infinite power. It just creates problems and headaches, and most of the player base is not getting beyond plus 10 anyway. Uh, Foscaval. Do you think seasonal triumphs and seals will stick around? I don't know. Prem. Instead of adding previous season's loot to engrams, should they rotate it to the end of match drops for activities each week? 
Well, I mean, that's certainly another way to do it. Just an ingram, I think, is less exciting. I think if we could have more things dropping, end game crucible and end of match, like from the boss, the more that's happening, the better. Papa Trolls. Glad brought up that in D1 and D2 Year 1, mini expansion model is good for everyone because everything is given up front and all players can tackle at their own place rather than drip feed response. I don't know if this is an accurate paraphrase of what Glad said, but I disagree with this on so many levels. Saying it was good for everyone is just, no, that is not accurate. We had consistent consistent complaints about drought and we had less people playing we had a less sustained player base that's actually worse for everyone that means matchmaking takes longer ask people trying to play trials how good it is when the player base numbers go down go ahead go ask them how good is it that there's only 180,000 people playing trials over the weekend right when the player base numbers drop because you go into a DLC mini expansion model, it's terrible for the player base. And it is simply not in line with a live service game as hobby action MMO. You are asking a game that is meant to be played daily, weekly, monthly, ongoing, and you want it to take on the DLC structure of a single player game. It is, with respect, it's stupid. It doesn't work it doesn't work and we had constant complaints under the old regime of that and the player base numbers were less sustainable which hurts everything that makes matchmaking take longer everywhere you go whether it's crucible strike forge you're trying to do something in the public space there's less people playing it's bad it doesn't work Bungie will never write it down never go back to that format the player base numbers are more sustainable this is more profitable more predictable and more manageable this is we are not going back to the island Jack we can't go back this is it this is the way forward this is the format from for the for the foreseeable future of this franchise there is literally no way they go back to that ancient archaic it's nonsensical to, to look at a live service ongoing action MMO and be like you should be doing micro DLCs that get burned through in a month and then people take long breaks it, it, that doesn't jive with the game type it simply doesn't that's not an ongoing sustained player base that is a that is a, a, a mountain and then a valley and then a mountain and then a valley and the valleys are bigger than the mountains Agent Atwood do you think that they should just bring factions back to get weapons? I mean, we've we've said this multiple times. Some of you guys are asking questions that do not need to be asked. They're just way, way too generic, and we've already kind of covered it. Is there any structure of content that will not lead to burnout? Oh, no matter what, your hardcore players are always going to run out of content. They simply can't make enough content for them. Um, do you think that they should add map-exclusive rewards in Trials? No, I don't think that that would be a good uh, way to do it. I think we need, we have bigger fish to fry before we do something like that. Galaxy. In your opinion, could we see new weapon perks start to show up with new weapon types coming in the game and needing to find new ways to fight them? I mean, there's not, again, this is another one of those questions where like, I'm not really sure what exactly you would like me to say. In my opinion, could that happen? How can I have opinion about a prediction? Like, I don't, this is even phrased kind of funny. Do I think they're going to do new perks in September and do like new weapon rejuvenation in September? Yes. 
but there again there's just there's no way and then you say and needing to find new ways to fight them again i just and new enemy types you the the, the do you think Bungie will do this questions? I just can't answer them. I, there's just no way for me to give you a substantive answer to that. Based on some interviews and things Luke Smith has said, I believe we will see weapon improvements and perk adjustments and an, a weapons 2.0 in September. Beyond that, I don't. a new enemy race? Doubtful. I think it's doubtful. Um, I think they'll reinvigorate existing things, taking the five things, you know, with the pyramid ships. So I'm gonna end it there. We're 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 getting into we're getting into suggestion rut. So I'll continue to take your questions though, because somebody just somebody put one uh, in the chat. You guys can ask me questions outside of uh, outside of Q and A. You read the question wrong. In your opinion, could we see new weapon perks start to show up with a new enemy type coming to the game and needing to find new ways to fight them? I did not read the question wrong. He's asking me if I think Bungie will bring new, new weapon perks, new enemy types, and new ways to fight the enemy. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty good at reading. I know sometimes I misread questions, but I'm pretty good by now. I've, I've, I've got a pretty good track record of reading. That's what he was asking about. And there's literally no way uh, to do it. You did say weapon, not enemy. I addressed both those questions. I said... I could see a world where, according to Luke Smith's interviews, a weapons 2.0 system could show up. That's the weapons part. Enemy type. I said enemy type. Doubtful. I answered the entire question. You guys weren't listening or you missed it. Like, don't tell me I misread or misanswered the question when I literally just did. You're you're either being persnickety or trollish or whichever. It. I, I genuinely answered the question. I did. So, I guess maybe listen or maybe not try to micromanage streamer. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we're going to, uh, again, you guys can ask questions outside, outside of Q and a, you don't always, you don't always have to put a, a question in a Q and a, sometimes I feel like people really, really want to submit a question. And so they ask something super generic. I am super interactive and I'm always going back and forth with chat. You do not have to like save your questions for Q and a, or feel like, well, he didn't answer mine. I don't want to bring it up. You can bring up these questions outside of Q and a, that's totally fine. Q&A just needs to have like a flow and a rhythm and if it's super generic or not on or not on like subject, I've been kind of gliding over those. So we're going to keep talking, keep chatting, keep streaming, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.